0: well fans we've heard you clamoring on the twitter airwaves we know that you had a terrible thanksgiving holiday without us because we did take the week off but we're back this is the big gold belt wrestling podcast we are going to try and do um, a two knockout punch for you this week episode today and maybe an episode later this week hopefully we have four of the five guys here this is aaron um here with d first and foremost how was your holiday
1: um, it, was, it was very disappointing.
0: That Cowboys um, game was rough. Hey, look. And you know the funny part about it is? What's that? Draft pick? We all,
1: we're only two games back for first
0: place. <laughs> I, I remembered that today, man. You're really not that far out. And you play Washington twice still, <laughs> twice. don't you? Yes. Isn't one of them the Monday night game next week?
1: Um, I believe the Monday night game is... Yeah. No, it's next week.
0: Yeah, it is next week. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, you know... Uh, that, wouldn't that be something Matt Castle and the Cowboys in the playoffs? Stranger things have happened. I think we had a TJ Yates start for Houston not that long ago.
2: You know, I have a friend that's a Texans fan, and they had three former Texans quarterbacks starting, including TJ Yates, all in one week. Him, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and somebody else I forgot that started for the Texans, all starting in different parts of the
0: league. Yeah. that's And that's... now Matt Schaub today. Oh, he's, he's he's the Baltimore quarterback now? Yes he is. Oh my gosh, this is, I, I don't know how you're watching that game tonight. Speaking of which, uh got Mr. Silly Sellis here. How how's your holiday?
2: Uh, holidays was good man. Uh unfortunately my wife was talking like uh John Laronitis because she had laryngitis. <laughs> um but, but she People she power! No, literally, that's how she was talking. Like oh, that's it was funny. kinda scary. Um, but you know, she's feeling better now and you know the holidays were good, got a chance to relax, but got back to work today and work was swamped
1: with everything. So uh ah, you live and you learn. Hey, sad note. Don't y'all miss John Larry Knight I kinda miss him.
0: You know what? I do too a little bit. He was kinda funny.
1: People power. People power.
0: Speaking of what the people want, we also have Doctor M in the house. How was your holiday? You went back east also, correct?
3: I did. My holiday was good. I had a chance to uh, go back to the DMV, which is the, the home area for most of us on this podcast, and yeah. came back with a cooler full of Thanksgiving leftovers. Good man. So uh, I will be working off of that for at least the next few days.
0: That's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, man, we, we got back on... Um, Tuesday of Thanksgiving week from New York City. I will tell you guys my flight story some other time. It was crazy getting out there because of weather, but we made it. Saw some shows, saw some sights. I got to high five Jimmy Fallon on live TV at the end of the episode really we attended. Had
2: to wait like two minutes for him to high five. Well,
0: he, some He's lady like, brought a high-five. the lady behind us had a picture of him and her from a long time ago, like when she met him somewhere, and he thought he was talking to her about that or something. So, um. But, yeah, it was that was it was it a blast, man. I got to see the biggest pop star on the planet right now perform that day, too, in Adele. And that was something. Yep. Um, and it was just cool being in 30 Rock, you know, going through private elevator. And I was in the Peacock Lounge before the show. Nice. And, um, man, they, I'll tell you something, man. Um, coming from being a wrestling fan, being able to photograph everything you see pretty much – no photos, and they were very clear about what would happen if you took pictures or had your phone out in there, oh, man. Wow. It was pretty intense. But uh, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, it was a blast. I love New York City. I will probably wait 10 more years to go back again because I've definitely had my fill during that trip. <laughs> <Nice>. Um <clears throat> So we're coming to you. We're recording this right now during the Del Rio and Goldust match on Raw. um I guess what we can t- we're going to just kind of give you a state of WWE affairs type of podcast. We're not really going to I know we haven't podcasted since the Survivor Series, but I don't know if that necessarily bears a match by match breakdown at this point. I think you know, you definitely got that breakdown analysis wherever you got it last week if you cared to get it after that pay-per-view and we can talk about that, but you know, we just had a hard time with the holiday. I didn't actually see the pay-per-view until like Wednesday. And I didn't see Raw till like three days ago. So, you know, it's just kind of crazy being on the road and seeing family. But I wanted to start with um, the obvious, I guess. Sheamus is the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. He cashed in on Roman Reigns after Roman Reigns was victorious against Ambrose in a quick little match in the finals for what that was at the pay-per-view. Um, tonight... We were just talking about this before we went on the air. They had to bring New Day out to kind of be the heater to get people to care about it. At the beginning of Raw, now there's some sort of beat the clock kind of challenge for the title. I guess Dean Ambrose's US title shot is at stake. It just seems like a muddy mess, doesn't it, Dr. M?
3: Uh, It does seem like a muddy mess, and yeah, uh, WWE is obviously struggling right now, and and, I mean, you really can't blame them. They, they've lost, what, three, four of their top popular guys mm-hmm. within the span of a couple months. Yeah. And I, I think any company would struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I think what a lot of us wrestling fans are thinking about is, obviously, how is WWE going to rebound with it from that? Because this is really the worst time for WWE to be struggling with WrestleMania season right around the corner. It also doesn't help, too, that... Uh, Guys like Mick Foley. I don't know if you guys have been following what he's been saying lately. But uh, not only has Mick Foley been criticizing the NXT audience as of late for, I guess, being too involved, um, which I guess, according to him, is a bad thing. Hmm. But uh, I think either earlier today or yesterday, he suggested that depending on how Raw goes tonight, this might be the last Raw he watches. And part of me is like, all right, in what way is that helpful? (laughs) Like, like, uh, okay, yeah, WWE could be doing better. There's all sorts of things we could critique about WWE right now. But this is not the first time WWE has struggled. And as we all know, they managed to pull themselves out. And so it's, it's interesting to me that, and Foley's not the only wrestler or wrestling fan, but it's interesting to me that people like Foley are almost very quick to kind of jump off the bandwagon here when, Mm -hmm. when the going gets tough. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what WWE does in the next few weeks. I think they're going to be fine. I think it's natural for us as wrestling fans to panic, Mm
2: -hmm. Um, but I think they're going to be fine.
0: Salas, you seem like you agree. I kind of hear you there in the background.
2: Yeah, I I, I agree totally. You know what what Doctor M says, and, and we've seen the time after time, and we kind of even alluded to us collectively when we talked about our preview show for Survivor Series that if anything was to happen, like a shameless cash in, which did happen, the best chance to do all this short term stuff is to do it now. Get all these you know mini feuds or wasted feuds per se out the way because by the time january comes when you have your royal rumble that is the royal rumble story within itself where you can eventually just start over you can bring in surprises you can bring in fresh views and that would be a wrestlemania season so you can throw away all this stuff right now as as a, a break per se so you can get ready to bring in those surprises and and this is always the time that wwe gets it together hence back when we was all in new orleans for wrestlemania 30 you know it was a mess because we all thought Bautista was going to be in the main event, which ended up being the Daniel Bryan show. And it actually ended up turning out to be one of the better WrestleManias of all time. And even the Monday after that, if you watch that Raw, that was probably one of the greatest Raw's of recent memory that we all can remember how great that Raw was. And even the same thing happened last year Um, after you know San Francisco's Mania. It was a great Raw afterwards. So it's it's a time that fans can panic Yeah. But let's not throw in the towel yet. It's typical WWE, but this is their chance to try to redo some stuff while people are hurt.
0: What do you What do you make of all that, Dwayne? You're missing your boy John Look. Cena, aren't you?
1: <laughs> Look, this is straight now. <laughs> WWE sucks right now. <laughs> it's horrible. I mean. Every We kind of knew
0: Sheamus was going to cash in. We talked about it. Yes, we did. I mean, you were the biggest predictor of that out of all of us. You were like dead set on it.
1: Because it, it, it was just too obvious. I mean, you don't want to crown Roman Reigns champion right now because it just won't do anything right now. It's, right. So you had to go with Sheamus. But the thing is, Sheamus, I, I am against Sheamus. I was always against. As soon as he won the main event, I was just like, no, no. <laughs> No, no, please, no. Uh, and I just was like, I just couldn't do it. And the state of the whole thing right now is just, I agree with Mick Foley, but I'm not going to sit here and say that I want to stop watching it, because I am going to, going to watch it. But it's just, it's very bad, and I can see why the ratings are down. I mean, the whole first segment was <laughs> was just horrible and even though the new day is good they can't do anything to help save us right now I don't think anybody can
0: Hmm. well yeah I kind of see what you're saying um you know what I you know why I think it's definitely not working and it's a shame to a certain extent I'm sorry I'm I'm like really distracted right now because there's this like WWE action figure thing but they're putting like
2: they're putting like like,
0: ninja hmm. costumes on Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and it's really bad ain't
2: that kind of bad we have two out of three shield members get spotlighted, and no Dean Ambrose, which that's another story I hope we can get to about what they're doing with Dean. But
0: oh, absolutely. Sorry, I'll, I'll get back on track now. You know why I think people have such a big problem with it? Like. It's weird that Mick Foley's being so overly critical of things because, like, they kind of, to a certain degree, copied the storyline from his Survivor Series angle back in 1998. You know, you have the good guy kind of prevail towards the end, but then only to have have his legs cut out from under him by the corporate champion, as it were.
2: Would you call that? You call that yourself?
0: Well, I mean, it just makes sense because it's a good way to get. The crowd behind the babyface that you're trying to build, which ended up kind of being Mick Foley and Austin back in 98, you know, you didn't you didn't want Rock and Austin to touch until Mania, because that was the money. That was the money match. Can I
1: tell you something, though? I believe that this WrestleMania is going to resemble some type of Daniel Bryan's WrestleMania, so don't be surprised if you see Roman Reigns in two matches
0: that night. You know what? And that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Not that I'm necessarily advocating for that as my number one choice, but... I definitely think these days it's it's becoming incredibly difficult to make a baby face, like a true all-out yes. baby face where it's not – they're not popular ironically. They're not popular because we think they're such a good heel. They're just over, and there's not many guys – even John Cena can't necessarily say that about himself and hasn't really been able to for a long time. But um, what I was going to say before – I think we're, we've almost been conditioned and Celis you kind of described this perfectly earlier like it's almost like you know the WWE calendar exists in isolation up through mm-hmm. December and like everything that happens in December happens up till then and then you kind of have a reset button with the rumble and you know maybe between now and then they put the title on who they actually want to have carried into Mania which I think we can all agree probably isn't Sheamus Although I'm not sure what Babyface has taken that title off of him between now and then, unless only you have Brock. i don't yeah only Brock I and mean, to be honest, that could be a fun rumble match if Brock came back there
3: yeah,
0: it could. um, but I feel like people just have a lack of investment because they know ultimately what they're watching right now for the most part isn't gonna matter um one thing that I think could matter. And maybe this is where you get your two Roman Reigns matches if they were going to go there, although I think that would draw criticism because people would liken it to a Daniel Bryan storyline. seems like they're headed somewhere with this whole Triple H-Roman Reigns thing. Yeah. And I don't really necessarily see Sheamus as the corporate champion because he kind of had his little Euro trash um, stable kind of reconvene at the end of Raw last week, and we'll see what to make yeah. of that. When the time Raw's done tonight, obviously we won't really be able to speak about that on this episode. We'll get you on the next one on that. But I guess we all kind of heard it's going to be Cena, Undertaker, and that can kind of exist in its own glass jar. It doesn't really affect the title or anything. Um, So I guess I just think we're inevitably headed for a Brock Roman Reigns title match at Mania.
2: wouldn't be upset if I saw that again because like we alluded before because those two you know had a good match oh it was a great match yeah but I, I, I to me I want to see something new with Roman Reigns as Dwayne alluded to I don't want to see a Daniel Bryan type of pay-per-view 2.0 if you want to still have Roman chase for the title still have him chase for the title or if you want to this is the only time I would like to see a Triple H versus Roman Re- Roman Reigns match mm-hmm. if Triple H has the belt Let's say you're the corporate guy, you're the CEO, you hold the championship. Let somebody beat you for it. And maybe that's a way you can have Roman Reigns, you know, finally overcome the odds by beating Triple H. But then again, if you want Triple H to show his power, let him win at Mania and retain and keep the belt. You know, I think it would (laughs) be great if your boss has your belt.
0: I mean, Triple H doesn't really have a Mania match right now because... You know, for all intents and purposes, The Rock is not working that show. And that was kind of rumored to be his match. So maybe that is where they go. I just don't know. The whole Sheamus thing kind of threw a monkey wrench into it all because I don't know. Typically, you have your heel champion carry the belt for quite a while, bring it into Mania, and then have the babyface prevail. But, like, Mm -hmm. they're kind of going there with Roman Reigns now. It's almost like to a certain extent, like they're setting it up for him to win it at TLC. Also to an extent, and have a babyface mm-hmm. carry the belt in, which I'm not—I've never really been been a big fan of that overall because clearly it didn't work for keeping John Cena over all these years. Right. It's just better, like like Doctor M said on the last episode, to have the babyface chase. So I guess right. let me throw it to you again, Doctor M. We can kind of put a bow on this world title thing and get to Dean Ambrose because I I want to talk about him too. What? How do you book this moving forward? Like I, I obviously the Sheamus match, whatever happens on Raw tonight. I think that Sheamus Reigns match, TLC, that still happens. That's your main event of the pay per view, and rightfully so, because it, it, you know, it does have some steam behind it for what it is. Mm-hmm. How do you book that, and then how do you move forward to Mania? Yeah,
3: well, I think I would just say that the last thing I would want to see is Sheamus as a headliner for. WrestleMania in front of a hundred thousand people. Yeah, uh, I don't think anybody wants that. Yeah, so I definitely would have him drop the belt before Mania. To whom? Uh, the question. Yeah, that, that's the key question, and I kind of like Celis, I think this was your idea. Or it might have been yours, Aaron. The idea of of Brock coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, because at at this point, I I think brock or roman would be kind of the only guys that are credible enough right now to beat sheamus um and and yeah i think it would be great to have that as a royal rumble match and and, and go from there but i certainly would not have sheamus going into dallas as the champ because like, you know can i, I don't tell like you fans are gonna like that can
0: i tell you the one crux of that though what's that? Is, is if if, let's say, somehow the authority or Seamus or whoever helps Seamus eke out a victory at TLC, and then you have Brock come back and challenge him, well, clearly Brock's going to get the babyface reaction and the babyface build in that feud. And yeah. then you're going to try and have a babyface Roman Reigns get the yeah. crowd behind good him point. against Brock. Like, that, the dynamic just won't work because That's Brock's clearly more over, and you're trying to get Roman Reigns over. And sure. to a certain extent... Isn't that what makes the whole feud against Brock tough? Because Brock's going to get the cheers. Like, if I'm in that building, I'm cheering Brock Lesnar. I mean, and I am going to be in that building. I'm cheering Brock Lesnar over, over Roman Reigns every day of the week. Sure. So,
1: let's, let's think about this. Yeah. Because even if, if Brock comes in with the title, and it's almost a given that Roman Reigns is in a Brock Lesnar main event But if we're here talking about a Triple H Roman Reigns, then it's... I can see that happening. Yeah, as, but it's it's you're gonna have. Like I said, I think you're gonna have two Roman Reigns that match that night if you decide to go that way. Um, this is how I think it it will go. I think that uh, I won't be surprised if you know you have Roman Reigns win at TLC or maybe even at the Royal Rumble because I don't think that you'll see Roman Reigns win another royal rumble. So he's going to have the title going into WrestleMania. Um
0: you know another way they could do it though, man?
1: I think I think that Brock Lesnar is going to be the one winning the royal rumble.
0: You know another way they could do it though to kind of keep getting Reigns over, have Reigns beat Sheamus at TLC but then have Triple H come out and say, like, no, you're not the champion. It's not happening. And he books a match for himself against Reigns that night and wins the title for Reigns and steals it from him again. And then Reigns, the only way Reigns gets back at him is by winning the Rumble. And you have your Triple H-Roman Reigns match for the title. And clearly, Roman Reigns is going to get the cheers in that dynamic, which I think you kind of have to protect him right now. That could but the, work.
1: But the thing is, then where does Brock come in? Because, you know...
0: Well, that's Brock the thing, isn't had, it? Brock never had his rematch. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Is like, who do you put Brock against? Because there's really, that's tough. Um, well, Daniel Bryan wants to fight him. <laughs> I don't so think anybody I'm wants Daniel Bryan to fight anymore, according to what I yeah. read, though. Um, that would be. That's the monk. That's another monkey wrench there, and you know what. To a certain extent, I applaud WWE for trying to go there with Roman Reigns because this is going to be, you know, size-wise, potentially the biggest mania of all time. Certainly, it's going to be the biggest gate just due to inflation and numbers of people. Um, Right. I applaud them for going there with going with a new guy and trying to make a star as opposed to giving us, like, Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker in the main event again. You know, kudos to them for going there. I just... I think all of us as wrestling fans are just a little worried about how it's going to happen and if it's going to be yeah. done right, but, you know, and that, that's what sucks about Rollins being out because he was such a key part of whatever that build for Reigns was going to be, and he was mm-hmm. since the beginning, so, I don't know, uh, you guys want to talk about Dean Ambrose for a little bit? I'm ready. Well, who wants to start because you guys were kind of pushing for this?
2: Well, I'll, I'll start with the, with a question. Now, if we're fans, what do we think of WWE in reg- regards to Dean Ambrose's character when, oh, side note, I'm sorry, Just I'm seeing this commercial that SmackDown is coming to USA, and I knew that was coming January 7th. All right, just that little info for you fans, I just saw that commercial. But as, as WWE fans, how do we look at, you know, WWE and back in Dean Ambrose when he has not only been, uh, tw- not once, but twice close to winning the WWE Championship in in great fashion, but every time he doesn't win, he just immediately goes back to the mid card. How are we supposed to look at WWE back in Dean Ambrose's character when sure he was the first Shield member to win singles gold? If you remember,
0: seems kind of like a prop towards uh, building other people, in my opinion.
3: <laughs> right, exactly. You know what? I have to say, I I kind of like the way WWE is working with Ambrose because you're right, Celus, like. He's several times he's been in the main event picture, like his Hell in a Cell with Rollins, mm-hmm. and another big match with Rollins. The bladder
0: then, match, yeah.
3: Yeah, then most recently Survivor series. And I kinda like the idea that he periodically gets back into the main event picture, comes very close, but comes up short. Then he he sort of takes two steps back. And I don't know, I I like that build with him and I I hope that it'll eventually end up in him. One day, Ambrose finally does kind of break through and and win the title legitimately. Because I mean, that's that's a ready-made story right there. Yeah, Um, it's frustrating. Like I can totally, I totally get why why fans are frustrated with how Ambrose is booked. But assuming that WWE will eventually let let him run (laughs) with the ball here, I think uh, this is an interesting way to build him up.
0: So. He doesn't go over Owens here, though. Like, don't you kind of see Owens having that U.S. title? Or, excuse me, the IC title going into Mania? Definitely. So, where do you go with Ambrose after he's done with Owens?
3: Hmm.
2: That's that's a a good question. But before we answer that question, let me ask this question, too. And I'm not trying to ignore that question. And, And we made this comparison that we think Dean Ambrose is very similar to Brian Pillman. And if Brian Cohen was still living, do you think he ever would have been world champion, or do you think he would have been just stuck in the mid card after Stone Cold Steve? Oh, boy. I
0: That's mean, it's question. really hard to say that because of how messed up his ankle was. You know, people don't really remember that so much. Um, probably, I just love Sasha Banks mocking the Nikki yeah, Bandit. Yeah, I'm dance, exactly. by the way. a little distracted. I <laughs> saw that. Uh, <laughs> and we know we know Wayne loved that, too. I love Sasha. I'm
1: getting. I'm wearing your shirt for WrestleMania. You better win the title.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough to say about Brian Pillman. I would. You know, the fan in me would love for that to have happened, but like between the drugs and the um the injury issues with his ankle, it's just tough to say. I don't. It wouldn't happen. I think. I. I, why? Why is that? Because.
1: Uh. Um uh, one person, one person only, Vincent Kennedy McMahon.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's how, I guess that's the one you could blame for a lot of things to one degree or another. Um, getting back Hits, to-
1: the reason why Dean Ambrose is where he is right now, Vincent Kennedy
0: McMahon. So, what does Vince do with Ambrose after the Owens feud? He, I think, honestly, you know
1: who I think he's going to resemble for a while. With no direction, it's just... I think he's going to resemble some type of Dolph Stickler. As far as direction-wise. Well, that doesn't you know, surprise right. At least Dolph's been champion, though. Dolph's been a world champion. I know, but you're not going... The, first of all, the the, pick, the championship picture right now is very, very... It's crowded. The, I think they have their plan as far as champion.
0: Yeah, they, so, it's not going to involve Dean for a while, I'll tell you that.
1: It's not. It's absolutely not.
0: Oh, you know who he's going to wrestle with, Mania? I already figured it out. Jericho. Remember they kinda planted the seeds yeah. for that at oh, Night of Champions? Yeah. It's gonna be Jericho, because Jericho wants to be on Mania thirty two.
2: But at the same time, when is the last few that Jericho has that has really put somebody over? Like mm-hmm. the last few that I've seen Jericho do, Fondango, uh even Bray Wyatt, the wins that Jericho let them have, it really has done nothing for their career.
0: Yeah. I mean, isn't I think at the end of the day maybe he's just kind of a guy that they can work with that gives them credibility for the short term. Yeah. And like that's not to say that him and Jericho couldn't have a decent match that's entertaining. Oh. And you know, I'm not gonna begrudge Jericho of taking a spot oh, on no. Mania thirty two. He's Chris Jericho Neither for matter. goodness sakes. Um that you know like, what, I'm actually that's and that's a nice little mid card match. You know when you when you look at it in the grand picture of what Mania Thirty Two may be. Um, I
1: can I be honest. With you? Here's here's, that? here's my vote. I feel that Dean
0: Ambrose will do nothing until he turns to you fully. I nothing meaningful, and I agree with you completely.
1: Mm.
0: Wow, Well, they are beating down Brie Bella here. I love it.
3: But you know what, though, guys, I think this brings up another question: like, how many times have we already asked in this episode? You know, who is so and so going to face next, or what are we going to do with so and so next? And mm-hmm. I think this is bringing up the probably the biggest issue WWE is facing right now, which is just depth, right? I mean, like, all these all these guys are, are out right now. Well, I mean, like last week, for example, we were seeing people on Raw that would otherwise be on Superstars at best. <laughs> And so...
0: Well, they brought Tommy Dreamer back tonight, for goodness sake. Yeah, Tommy
3: Dreamer, of all people, is back on Raw. And so, yeah, I think this is really kind of showing the depth issues in WWE. So the question is, all right, what do you do about it? So I think, lastly, one of the things I was thinking of, and I think a lot of wrestling fans were, is that, wow, this would be a great time for a a wave of NXT call-ups. I was thinking that, too, yep. Yeah, and obviously that always happens after the Raw after Mania, right? So we can always look forward to that. But I wish WWE would do it multiple times a year. Uh, And now would be ideal. But the caveat to that is that you have guys in NXT. I mean, Finn Balor being a prime example, he just did an interview a couple weeks ago where he sort of reiterated that he would much prefer to be in NXT right now than the main
0: roster. Well, because he sees what's happening to his buddies when they get called up to the main roster. Cough, yeah, cough, Tyler Breeze. And I
3: think, and I would imagine a lot of NXT guys and women feel the same way.
0: Although sure. they're not making and, the kind of money they could on the main right. roster, just yeah, based on what the, their deal uh, is. The key issue here. Yeah.
3: So it's interesting that we we have these depth issues, right? And what does it say about the main roster that? people in the quote-unquote developmental system would much rather stay there
0: well at some point they're going to have to start pushing some new folks because the old guys aren't really around to last like they used to you can't right. keep Borton healthy anymore and Cena's I mean I, I read an interview with Cena did for his new show which is called American Grit and it sounds like a, a bigger network version of the Broken Skull Challenge to a certain extent for mm-hmm. any of you fans that have seen that He said something the effect of, like, I've accomplished everything I can accomplish in wrestling. You know, like, it kind of seems like his passion is to the point where he's not going to be that guy they can lean on all the time anymore. They're going to have to start doing something right with some of these new guys. You know, Rollins is a good example of what could happen. You just need to find a way to make that effective in the mid-card also. And I think... They're kind of doing that with Kevin Owens. I I think they could do better, but you know, it is what it is. He had a pretty darn good year, all things considered. Sure. So. Tap I mean, tap tap. No. Yeah. yeah, he. You know what? How many guys this year beat Cena clean? I can only think of two or three. So. He at least has that.
3: Yeah, he does.
0: So. Yeah.
3: So I guess another question I have is, and the, uh, we might be beating a dead horse here, but back to the, the death issue. Like, if you guys were in charge right now, what would you, what would you all do to kind of shake things up in WWE and get the ratings going back in the upward direction?
2: Um, for me, I will put more. I guess gimmicks out there. To me, I just don't think it's enough gimmick matches. And I'm talking about not outside of TLC. TLC is a gimmick pay per view within itself. But when you have stuff like beat the clock challenges or anything like, I'm a huge fan of beat the clock. I thought that was a great way to try to promote as a storyline reference of who you're trying to promote as your number one contender. And I think you need to take away these four man and I mean eight man and six man tag team champion uh, tag team matches. Because I think that just takes away from the depth that you just mentioned, Dr. And Because when you put eight people in one match, you have no chance to build up their individual game or their their, uh, individual gimmick. Like for somebody like Stardust or Cody Rhodes, and I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm throwing a plug in for my boy. Um, When you have somebody as talented as him but don't have nothing for him because you keep on putting him with the ascension or something else. So you don't have a chance to develop any type of one-on-one feud with him. And I think that hurts him.
0: I know how they could make it interesting, but I keep saying this every episode. (laughs) Go ahead and say it again. Finn Balor. He he would just be so he's just so different and interesting compared to like, you know, what's on the main roster. Not that the main roster is necessarily bad. It's just kind of like you said, there's a depth issue and I think there there needs to be a little more continuity established. You know, because like we, like I said before, we as fans have kind of based the assumption, you know, that whatever happens at this December pay per view, ultimately won't matter a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, you think about the year when Brian Daniel Bryan won the title; they had him turn heel for two weeks, join the Wyatt family, and then like, eh, all right, we're gonna start his build toward Mania now. It's just like, are you serious? Um,
2: they did not let that go the way it should have, or at least give it a chance. I think mm-hmm. Finn
0: Balor would be a really interesting option in the Rumble. Um, I I was listening to the Cheap Heat podcast. Um, Greg um, Greg Valentine, Stat Guy Greg, follows us and interacts with us a lot on Twitter. So shout out to Stat Guy Greg from the Cheap Heat podcast. They were saying though that wouldn't the Rumble be interesting if you had 15 main roster guys and then 15 NXT guys, kind of like giving the NXT guys a chance to punch their ticket. You know, once in a lifetime opportunity from developmental yeah. purpose to go to Mania. You could have Samoa Joe in there, and you could have Baron Corbin, and like get some of those guys introduced to a bigger audience. Although, like, isn't the audience for NXT almost to this some extent the same audience that's going to watch the Rumble anyways because of the network? Right. Um, I think Baron Corbin could definitely take the NXT title and carry that for a little bit. Okay. I don't think they need Finn Balor to hold that brand up. Especially with Apollo Cruz on his way up, and mm-hmm. um, whatever you know, there's a lot of guys that they could make. The women's side of things in NXT, I don't think Bailey needs to go anywhere because you've got Nia Jax, who doesn't appear to be all the way ready, and then Eva Marie, and then Alexa Bliss, and that's about it.
2: Wait, can I stop there for a quick second? Yeah, uh, let me shout out this, and I don't, I everything I would ever say this. But let me shout out to Eva Marie this week. I think Eva Marie was the thing that entertained me the most in WWE this week. Not for her in-ring performance, but just her overall storytelling mm-hmm. within the ring with Bailey for that main event match. It almost sold me that I thought Eva, just by a small chance, would win. And I thought she did oh, yeah. her job beautifully. Well, let's be clear. Let's be clear. She's, so she's yeah. going
0: to win that title. And I love how they're having—they're like subtly hinting at, well, not subtly anymore. How the the companies behind her, like she gets her own referee in that match. Yes. They went over Regal's head to book her in the title match. Like, let's be clear, she's going to win that title from Bailey at some point, and then the story will be great having Bailey chase with Nia Jacks being like the muscle behind yes. you, Marie. It's going to be fantastic. Um, but yeah, the in ring work, you know, it is what it is. Hogan made a quite a good living off of not great in ring work for a long time Very too. True. So it but is But she has
2: it. the showmanship. She just has that 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 it factor. Like great, like you say, she's not the greatest wrestler, but that match stole me to death. I love that match. <laughs>
0: Who would ever think we'd be saying we love an Eva Marie match? I don't know. For Eva Marie, like,
2: like, Eva Eva Marie Heat is, like, oh, my gosh. It's real. It's It's like Vicky
0: Guerrero when she was hot is what it is. And we haven't had Heat like that in a long time.
2: Like, if we brought Eva Marie, I'm not trying to rush things, if we brought her with that type of Heat to the main roster, and even if she had that gimmick, like, I'm the chosen one, and I don't mean Drew McIntyre, chosen one, but I'm the chosen one, then, then... It, this could work. It could work.
3: It could. And and Aaron, Aaron, I still like your idea of her being a manager. Yes, um, I think that would be her best role. And I mean, a manager that can still mix it up in the ring here and there. But like, she
2: could talk. She could talk on the mic a little bit.
0: Well, I I think down the line when you have Sasha Banks hopefully established, you know, maybe along with Charlotte and Page as your top people in the Divas division. Have Eva Marie come in and just muck it all up. I think that would be an interesting story to be told there too. Ha, yeah, and and I will have not the authority and have Eva the, Marie
3: beating Sasha
0: Banks. Once you have the the you know the corporate champion established again, because you all know Ro, Rollins is gonna be faced when he comes back, but have the authorities next champion established, then have them establish Eva Marie as their Divas champ, the authorities divas champ. Man, that would be, that would be something. Because think of the heat that would get with her and the authority put together. Like, has Stephanie come out during her matches?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That would be awesome. Just, just, just for the spectacle of it. Like, the matches wouldn't be good, but that's not the point. It's entertaining. I'm sorry, just
2: a quick side note, guys. I'm just looking at Roman come out in his entrance. We have seen the new John Cena. <laughs> We have just seen the new John Cena. Like, I, ju- I just see it. WWE worked. I know Vince was the next, his next guy. And, like, you alluded to Cena before about maybe, you know, this is time for him to venture on the better things. And this is his time. I
1: mean, out, of, out of fairness, well, he's giving his light to the company. But like, this, is, this is John Cena 2.0. No, actually, I, I don't see this as being John Cena 2.0 because I think that Roman Reigns has more of a chance to turn heel than John Cena
0: ever did. I completely agree. You know who's John Cena 2.0 is Finn Balor.
2: Oh no, no, don't do that to
0: him. He don't because do I look at I look at Balor like I look at John Cena like I look at Hogan like I look at Bruno if you want to go back that far. He like the baby face of all baby faces that you can always depend on that is not gonna turn you know, he's going to sell merch. Like, look at the amount of stuff Finn Balor sells to the NXT crowd. Like, the kids all have masks and sleeves and shirts. (laughs) And Oh, I want want that shirt. That's amazing. We're watching Sheamus come out for this five-minute match on Raw with Roman right now. That's an excellent shirt. All right, so this is what I'm going
1: to say. Roman Reigns, he's going to turn, like... Have you noticed, like before the big push? If
0: you look at like all his interviews, he was basically saying some heelish stuff. He was even as a face. He was.
1: So he's he's a natural heel. The only reason they try to make him face is because look at the guy.
0: Well, yeah, but that I the same way <laughs> you could easily be, pull off the heel stick. Like I I keep beating the Finn Balor drum, but you bring Finn Balor up, and when they see. After a certain extended period of time, the kind of reaction he's going to get compared to what sure. Roman Reigns is ever, ever going to be capable of. I'm sorry, it's just an easy decision to me.
2: Mm-hmm. But let me ask this, Aaron. Okay, is is Finn Batter closer to John Cena fandom or Daniel Bryan fandom?
0: John Cena. That's
2: two different. That's two different types.
0: J- Daniel Bryan. At the end of the day was a fan favorite based to a certain extent on sympathy because he was the underdog. John Cena, you know, despite battles with, like, overwhelming odds, has never been really looked at as an underdog. He's been looked at as, like, the man. And Balor can, too, although his size might be a little bit against him on that 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 was going to be my next point. But but I think the work, you know, Bret Hart pulled it off. Shawn Michaels pulled it off. And nobody would ever question that now, you know i am i just i think it's gonna be cut and dry if you look at it you, you know a year or two from now unless they find a way to mess that up which again i i don't want to be pessimistic but i i don't want to put that past w w e um i don't know man i'm just saying i i really hope we see him on mania in some capacity because i think that's the start of something big there
3: oh same here and i i mean I think we will see him at mania and i i think w w e does plan to bring him in relatively soon. Um, they, especially with all the injuries now, there's probably a push to bring him in earlier than they would have liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, don't think you think that would be? On timing.
0: Don't you think that'd be a good uh, mania match for Sheamus, Sands the title
3: against Balor? Yeah,
0: just just the Irish yeah. thing. I think that that alone, you could kind of book it on that. Yeah. So. I mean, had, those two worked throughout the entire European tour, and uh, mm-hmm. Balor went over six times mm-hmm. according to an interview I read today. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sorry. I'm just a mark for Balor. I can't help it. I just got my Balor.
2: I mean, it's great. I got my and Balor I, and I, and I
0: Club shirt in the mail it. a couple weeks ago. It's tight.
2: But I'm just afraid, just, just knowing Vince McMahon's track record, And the one thing that you mentioned about Finn Balor, yeah, he's great with the sales, the merch and everything, but the size thing kills me. It's like when I look at Finn Balor, what he could do for WWE, the biggest I can see him is being AJ Styles for TNA, and we know how that ended. And I just don't think Vince will give the green light that he wants to for Balor like he would somebody for Reigns, just purely on that size and marketability.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see. I. I'm
2: hoping. I'm really hoping. I'm, I'm a fan of Balor too. It's definitely. And I think that entrance, yeah.
0: It's an old school way of thinking about it, just because you know Vince is a body guy. But
2: yeah.
0: Another way of looking at it is that what other big options do you have at this point?
2: You really don't. You really don't have any big options.
0: You've given Roman Reigns the ultra mega push. And like I think they're doing a good job what they're doing with him now in terms of trying to get him more over as a baby face, but all I'm saying is you've had to work your butt off to get him over this to this point and he's still not quite there yet. They can get him there. I'm not saying they can't. Sure. But I don't with Balor there's so much more built in just connection wise to the crowd. That's all I'm saying. Sure. But, you know, we sound like a bunch of wrestling marks when we say something like that, so I'm gonna stop sure. talking about it now. Um I don't know. I don't know if there's much else to touch. I I'd love to have a really in-depth conversation about the Diva situation coming out of the pay-per-view. Um I can preface it maybe for our next episode by saying I thought the match on the pay-per-view was terrible. Overall, like not yeah, that the work rate was bad, but just the dynamics of what it was and what it should have been was just really wonky for me. Dr. Agree. Did you feel that way, Dr. M?
3: Yeah, I mean, they I agree. Like the match was worked fine. Like both of them are very capable and talented in the ring, but it shouldn't have been a match. It should have been should have been a fight, a nasty fight. Yeah, and uh, we didn't get that. And I don't know. I I think the more and more as time goes by, I think putting the belt on Charlotte so soon as she, after she got to the main roster, probably not the best idea.
0: Yeah. No, I think it's going to ultimately be looked at as a failure of a title reign. Um, I've never had to see anybody bring their daddy to work as much as, as a champion as much as Charlotte has. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, all I'm and we all know
2: who she is, man. Stop, stop pushing that mark, you know. It, 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 don't shove it down our throats where we start not to like her when she's very talented. And yeah. Just let her be who she is. Yeah. And I think that's already happening.
0: Yeah. Well, why don't why don't we save that discussion because I, I, they haven't done the diva segment. And for all intents and purposes, we're on we're moving into our three of Raw during this uh, Seamus Reigns match. It kind of seems like that's going to be the main event angle again tonight as it was before the pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Right. With Ric Flair being in the house and Becky Lynch. I didn't even hear her promo. I got to go back and listen to it. We had it on mute as we recorded this. But why don't we do another episode later this week and we can really dive into the diva stuff. Um and just kind of any other fallout from Raw and NXT, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the um, what Samoa Joe does with um, Tommaso Ciampa, and you know, whatever else is in store for the Eva Marie storyline at NXT this week. And then um, hopefully, I can find ROH online here at some point because now they're not on TV where I can see them anymore. Um, right. They have a big pay per view coming up in mid December, which I'd like to watch to kind of get back into ROH before we go to the show in Dallas that we're going to. Um just become oh here comes Rousseff. We let's stay on the air until oh and they just stopped the clock. Also what's this mean? Oh there's Barrett. Oh, an ADR is in this group now? Oh
2: god, like this is this is getting too much now.
0: Oh boy! You know what? Let's let's save our just our commentary on this until we see what it is. We'll we'll hit this on the next episode too. It's everybody against Roman Reigns. I mean, isn't that the ultimate babyface storyline, Dwayne? It's me against the world. Where's where's all Roman Reigns buddies at?
2: His cousins, his
1: family. When, um... Did he just fall on William? <laughs> you a question: Where the where the heck? did uh adr come from
0: oh the crowd
1: and how did he get involved in this uh
0: because he's foreign and apparently they're grouping all the foreign folks together which doesn't bode well for finn Balor.
2: (laughs) well you know what they need to do uh dr m if they do this (laughs) what bring back my european title yes yes i support that
0: i can get (laughs) down with that all right well why don't we sign off for now we'll get maybe uh maybe before the weekend we'll get a second edition of the big gold belt for the week to make it up to the fans and our loyal fans who we definitely uh took a break from last week for the holiday we apologize again about that just schedules didn't sync up but um any final parting words before we head out gentlemen go Is cowboys dwayne
1: uh mm, no
0: go cowboys dwayne
1: i have final words To the creative of
0: WWE. Oh, boy. Keep it clean. You suck.
1: (laughs) I'm highly disappointed at this product the past two weeks. Hit the reset button now. Or else you're just going to get lower and lower
0: ratings. Oh, they they do that every January, man. Don't worry. It's coming.
1: I'm hoping because the the rate this is going, I'm going to be watching Monday Night Football from now on. Well, you only got about three more weeks left. I know. That's so sad.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, they have a a rousing edition of Monday Night Football on this evening, don't they? What's the score of that game right now? Uh,
2: Actually, it's a good game. 17-13. That's what what toilet elbows are. They're they're good while they roll around, and then when it's flushing, it's gone. gone.
0: I might have to turn that on. Yeah, because it's ultimately going to be a meaningless game, isn't it?
2: Well, fantasy implications. I'm down 13 in my big money league, so... Come on, uh, Benjamin. Travis Benjamin. Come on, Carlos Dansby with one one tackle so far. And come on, Justin Tucker.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Any other parting? Any other parting words, gentlemen?
3: Go Cavaliers. Okay. Go. <laughs> hey, hold on, I have parting words.
1: Um, to the legend itself, Kobe Bryant. We're going to miss you. Um, You have blessed us for these past 20-some-odd years, and it's sad to see you go, but we will always remember the times, the 81-point game, the 63-point game in three quarters, and most importantly, your endless comparisons to the great Michael Jordan. As you move on to the next chapter of your life, please use that fire that you have to be successful. As I would like to say, dedication to you,
0: Mamba out. That was beautiful, Dwayne.
3: That was very moving.
0: Yeah. I don't really know what to say after that. That was uh. I don't think you can follow that up. I can't. So I'm. I'm just gonna not try. Um. I'm just happy that I'm thankful in this post-Thanksgiving week that Rob Gronkowski is essentially healthy and will be okay for the playoffs. And that's where I'm at with football and sports right now. Um, well, I guess we'll get with you guys. Like I said, let's dive into Divas Talk. Let's dive into whatever this European connection that's going on at Raw as we record this. We'll get into that. Maybe some more Eva Marie talk Because apparently we're all Eva Marie marks On the podcast yes. now, Which I never thought I'd see the day of that um, And then we can talk a little bit more You know obviously Continue to fantasy book like we always do But um, we'll get with you guys again For a second episode later this week But until then For Dwayne, for Dr. M, for Mr. Silly Seles This is Aaron We'll catch you guys on the next episode Thanks for listening